This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in to Shine On Today. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite actors is going to join us for just a little bit towards the end of the show. His name is Tony Hale, and perhaps you saw him as Gary in Veep. He also has a children's show. Just such a nice guy. And he has some great advice for people with asthma, by the way. He happens to have it. So do I. There's a blood test we could take that could help us learn more about managing asthma. But that's all coming up with the incredible Tony Hale. Yes, I totally fangirled out, and I was really struck by how kind he was. Now, another one of my favorite, favorite, favorites is Garth Stein. He's the author who wrote The Art of Racing in the Rain. That was a mega bestseller that got turned into a movie. And Garth was on the show a couple of times over the last 10 years, you know, talking about both the book and the movie. Garth, like Tony, just a super nice down-to-earth guy. And he's into something new now, his first graphic novel. Garth has teamed up with Fantagraphics, the longest-running independent graphic novel publishing house in North America. And he's got a story to tell. So welcome, Garth Stein, the art of racing in the rain, which is like your whole name now. Most people forget the Garth Stein part, actually. The art of racing (laughs) in the rain. Were you happy with the movie? Yeah, very much. I mean, um, if they had wanted me involved, I think I could have helped make it a little bit better in a couple of key uh, spots. But uh, overall, I have to say they did a fine job. Okay, good. And and then and then you took a departure, you know, you because that was a fabulous book. And if if you are a dog lover and you haven't read The Art of Racing in the Rain, even if you're not a dog lover, it's just such a great story about how to live well. Um, do get that book, but Garth, then you took you took a turn with this, with what you have now. Tell us about what what you're writing about now. Uh, yeah, I'm working on a graphic novel, which is, a, uh, I guess, one would consider a departure. I like to consider it an evolution, if I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, uh, telling a story uh, in a different, slightly different way using pictures. I have a fabulous partner, Matt Southworth, and uh, who's my illustrator and collaborator, and we uh, we figured out the best way to tell this story about a mutant goat person living underneath the freeway in Seattle. I mean, what better way to tell it except there's a graphic novel? Yeah, we need pictures for this one I guess <laughs> uh, what got you onto this topic uh, well a number of things I mean first of all I, I wrote the original story as a um, literary series uh, from a center in Seattle called Hugo House so part of it was oh here's a theme write a short story on it see what you can do but you know when I started to think about what am I going to write how am I going to approach this um, we have a, rig, a big homeless problem in the Seattle area and no one quite knows what to do about it and rather than you know sort of take the problem on head on um, our enlightened city leaders have decided to do things like legalize urban camping so now you can just pitch a tent anywhere on city property well okay that means that people have a place to, to stay and that's that's good but i don't think it really addresses the problem i have to be honest with you mm. so 
Um, I wanted to write a story that sort of pointed out um, in a way to what, what do we do with these problems that are in our cities and stuff. We Most of the part time we, we look away, we avert our eyes. And I, I thought I could figure out a way to concentrate people's vision on um, some of the problems that are happening in our society in a way that maybe brings some awareness and possibly some change. So. All right. And, that, and why did James Tucker, uh, the star of the show here, have to be genetically modified? <laughs> well, he, I suppose he didn't have to be. He was created in a laboratory um, by a quirky billionaire genius who um, had a lot, of, a lot of funding to create this a better human. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what what could be better? The humans get hungry all the time, and and they can get bored too. But goats, goats can eat anything, and they never get bored. So he thought maybe if we could c- combine a human with a ruminant, uh, we have a, a better human. And uh, he they worked on it, and uh, they got it. They they actually made it happen on Vashon Island. Um, they just couldn't get the hoofs out of the equation. That's the one drawback. All right. Hence the title, the Cloven. That's right. <laughs> All right. And does the cloven have any other meaning here? <laughs> um, no. Uh, actually, although I guess metaphorically one could say that, uh, you know, if, 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 uh, if Tuck is cloven from humanity because of his, of his differences, I suppose we could, we could be a little poetic with it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the adventures James Tucker, the cloven one, will take us on? Well, in the first book, he's uh, basically uh, trying to understand who exactly he is. You know, it's very much a, um, it's very much sort of a, an updated Frankenstein story, I have to say. You know, Frankenstein being created in a laboratory, the creature, um, and then struggling to, to find his creator, you know, basically for the rest of the, the book. Um, in a sense, Tuck's story is that. He, he wakes up in a some kind of a detention center um, with lots of doctors around uh, taking his vital statistics and he ends up breaking out of that facility and going on the lam so he's sort of the ultimate um, fugitive character from like like our friend Harrison Ford in that great movie you know he's mm-hmm. he's trying to get to something he's not quite sure what it is though and he's also trying to get away from the people who are pursuing him he's not quite sure why they're pursuing him though so there's sort of this sorting out that he's doing in, in book one, and then that's going to develop and become a little more um, refined in book two. And then by book three, I think everyone's going to be at full speed. All right. And you're, are, are these books all behind you now and just waiting publication? No, no, no. We're in the midst. We are in the thick of book two right now. Matt and I are, are working hard at the artwork. All right. Well, I won't keep you then. <laughs> uh, tell me what else is going on in the world of Garth Stein. Well, I have another book, a novel book, uh, without pictures, um, about a couple of uh, 87-year-old ladies who become new best friends. So uh, I have that book. I'm working on another pass on that. And, uh, and, then, and then we'll see. You know, it's trying to keep everything together. I got three kids, and, you know, I don't know if you heard about this thing that's been going around, this virus thing, and yeah. it's really sort of disrupted uh, daily life. So rather than stress about that, I've sort of... I'm trying to lean into it and uh, and and get a lot of reading done and a lot of philosophizing with my kids. Yeah, how old are they? Uh, I've got a, oh, unfortunately, I got two. I, one who's fresh on the market and not working, a 24, and I've got a 22 year old, and my little guy is 13. Wow. And and what do you, how do you guys you know with young people? Uh, God bless them. We need them so much right now. How do they help you understand what's going on in the world today? 
know. I mean, they're the ones who are dealing with it. You know, it's it's. I feel really bad for you know my kid who graduated from college a year and a half ago and you know was finding his way in the world and then promptly found that there is no work for him to do. He, he's a sound engineer. There's no music being played. Mm. So, you know, my kid who's going, he's a senior in college. He's going back for a senior year. It's going to be all remote. And so it's interesting to see how they are um, adapting um, and also sorting out this whole psychological element of it, of this, the world is different now and it probably isn't going to be it's never going to go back to the way it was. Right. The new is going to be is going to be different, no matter what. As comfortable as we get in the future, it's still going to be different. And I think that uh, you know they they approach it with a certain amount of energy. I think that uh, my job is to sort of tr- be as steady as I can and and not freak out too much to hopefully give them a model so they don't feel like they have to freak out. Right, right. That's very. That's what we're all trying to do. Not be a good example and not freak out. Garth right. Stein, I just have to ask you: What do you know about eighty-seven-year-old women becoming best friends? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. My mother just turned ninety, so uh, she, I have a, a living example of an old lady. <laughs> And so, you know, what happened was my father died 10 years ago, and then uh, my mother, you know, for for five or six years was just, like, really uh, not pleased at all with, with her life. And then she sold her big house and moved into a condominium and uh, complained about that endlessly until she met her neighbor across the hall. Mm. And then the two of them became these really f- very... Uh, funny uh, old ladies walking around losing their cars in parking lots mm. and uh, all the kinds of things that old ladies do, but also dealing with, you know, some pretty imminent um, issues such as, I don't know, mortality and right. stuff like that. So um, I decided to tell a story kind of loosely uh, inspired by my, my mother and her own adventures. When can I read that? Geez, I don't know. I got to get to work on that rewrite. Okay. <laughs> I kind of, <laughs> I kind of said, "Oh, let me set this aside for a little bit and see what happens." But now I'm ready to go. So yeah. I think probably in about a year you'll be able to see it. Thank you. And uh, when's your mother's birthday? April thirtieth. April thirtieth. My mom is August third. She just turned ninety. Oh, really? Oh, ninety's a year, right? Like yeah. they get that smile on their face and they're like, "Yeah, I got ninety. What do you 90. got?" Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Garth Stein, always great to talk to you, and uh, and keep coming back, please. And your website so everybody can find you. Uh, yeah, there's my my personal website is garthstein.com, and then we have a really super cool website for the Cloven this graphic novel book. It's thecloveproject.com. That's Garth Stein. Check him out. And if you haven't read The Art of Racing in the Rain, it's a wonderful book. And Cosmo the Dog is the star of that book. It's a good one. So intrigued by this whole graphic novel thing of Garth's, I had a chat with Matthew Southworth, who is also the creator of a TV show on ABC, Stumptown. And he illustrates The Cloven for Garth. Comics are how I learned to read. I've never not been interested in comics. You know, from basically the age of two or three, the first drawings I did were Batman and Robin uh, at about age three. And I just kind of kept going. I sort of slipped in and out of comics and graphic novels over the years. I went to school to be a playwright, and I worked in the film industry, and I led a band for a decade, just in a local band. But I, you know, I've always kind of kept coming back to comics. 
eventually that became my career just by default. It was the thing that sort of stuck. How cool is that? Lucky you, right? Uh, yeah. No. yeah it's, a, it's a good time to be, you know, especially nowadays, it's a good time to be making comics because I never was going into an office and I, you know, everything I was doing was being done alone anyway. Mm-hmm. So with, <laughs> you know, with civilization teetering on the brink of collapse, I can still uh, get my work done, at least in theory. I have to say, the past six months, it's been really hard to focus and, and concentrate. I think that I may have had COVID back at the very, very beginning, a, a relatively mild version of it. But ever since, I've had a real hard time focusing, and it's gotten more challenging as the uh, as things have worn on. Yeah. And I guess it's hard to tell, is this physical, or is this some sort of emotional response, or is this just, you know, one of the byproducts of what we're all living through? Exactly. Uh, you know, like, for me, and I, when I say I think I had it, what I thought I had was just a really terrible, weird flu. And that may have been all it was. I don't know. I, I haven't gotten tested since. Yeah. Uh, this is, like I say, in mid-February. But for a couple weeks after that, I was just, like, kind of reeling from it. Like, whoa, what was that? So the physical effects were, they were worthy of mention, but they weren't catastrophic. But, yeah, there has been some strange psychological thing. I talked to other uh, creative friends about it. Like, some lingering psychology of the whole thing is, it's hard to hard to pin down what's going on, but you know I'm already sort of an easily distracted person with focus issues. But this has somehow you know zeroed in on my soft white underbelly. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> I get uh, you. Yeah, and also yeah. too, you know, like you said, in a way, you've been preparing for this your whole life, working solo. You know, being a lone artist in a room by yourself. But when you know that the world is falling apart outside your window, it's still unnerving inside your bubble. Yeah, it, you know, it, in a strange way, you just kind of go, what am I doing? Mm. You know, what am I, why am I making this book? What am I, and of course, you know, it's not like it literally, it's not like the world is literally on fire and there will be nobody reading books in a year. Of course, that's silly. And in some ways you think, well, now's the time to get books. You can't go do anything else. But there is some thing of like, well, what am I doing? What is the point of this? But there is a point. It's just tougher to connect to it when you're, uh, when all the structure underneath everything that you've taken for granted your whole life feels unstable. Yeah. Very well said. Very well said. We're talking to Matthew Southworth, co-creator of Stumptown. And now, can you please get me up to speed with Stumptown? Uh, well, Stumptown is a detective series set in Portland about a uh, sort of a good person who is unreliable and kind, but not necessarily the most stable person who becomes a, a detective. It's a TV series on ABC. Uh, we're in production on the second season right now. That's the thing I'm best known for until this new project that we're doing now, Garth Stein and I are doing, called The Cloven. And of course, The Cloven is a, a book about a genetically modified young man in, in Seattle who has goat hooves sort of goes in search of his history, he discovers that everything he's been told about his life has been a lie, 
and he's always felt like a, a singular freak. And over time, he discovers that who he believes his mother is is not his mother, and what he believes his history is not his history, and he finds he's not the only one. Hmm. Oh, he finds he's not the only one. Garth didn't tell us that. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting sort of parable. Some of these things are unintentional and so forth, but what I read into it is sort of like feeling... Uh, uncertain about everything in your life, uh, particularly like teenagers having questions about their sexuality or just their place in the world, feeling like freaks and then gradually discovering I'm not a freak, there are other people like me, there's a there's a community for me, whoever you are. You know? Alright, Garth mentioned that um, he didn't have much to do with the movie The Art of Racing in the Rain. Do you have input onto the ABC uh, show Stumptown? Uh, I don't have a lot of input. I'm uh, I'm an executive producer on the show, but that's really, for the most part, just a, a ceremonial title. In some ways, that's disappointing. As I mentioned, I have a background in film. I used to work at uh, Paramount Pictures, and so I would like to be involved. But on the other hand, it's fantastic because it's sort of like it's not my problem. Mm-hmm. And they're doing such a good job with the show. And then you get to go up on stage if they win an Emmy, right? <laughs> Exactly, yeah. I, I, I reap the benefit. I don't have to do anything. And if it's terrible, I can go, hey, man, I didn't do anything. <laughs> so it's kind of ideal. And I get a check now and then. Matthew Southworth, wonderful to talk to such a creative mind this morning. He's the illustrator of Garth Stein's new graphic novel, The Cloven Book One. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in to Shine On, the health and happiness show. You can always find out more at casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O, or gatheringlove.org. And more and more people I heard from Trudy. Was it Trudy? I think it was Trudy. Who did the Tai Chi that's on the website. Remember, we promised each other we'd do Tai Chi. Trudy gave it a try. She loved it, too. Thank you. All right, it is with stars in my eyes that I get to say hello to the Emmy Award-winning actor, Tony Hale. Hey, Casey, how's it going? Hi, Tony. You have no idea how thrilled I am that you just said hello to me. <laughs> oh, come on, ditto. No, such a huge fan. I, you know, I just loved you in Veep, and I thought the show got really weird, and I still watched it anyway because you are just a genius. <laughs> Honestly, it's true. I would say to my husband... It did get weird. I, it got weird. It got a little mean, you know? It got a little weird. But you were just still the brightest, yeah. brightest thing in the show. Um, I'm coming up on Hulu, The Mysterious uh, Benedict Society. Tell me what I'll be watching next. What's that about? Yeah, I'm about to leave for Vancouver to start shooting it. And it's based on this book series by Trent Stewart. And it's a beautiful story. It kind of talks about how there's all these negative messages in this little town. And I send these kids out on these secret missions to kind of teach people empathy. Mm. And so I play the, this benefit factor benedict and i just love it so i'm i'm excited and i'm leaving about a week i think so all right unless unless anything changes we look forward to that and i didn't know you co-wrote a children's book please get me up to speed yeah i wrote a book called archibald's next big thing years ago because i was finding myself on jobs and still looking to the next job Mm -hmm. and the whole thing is if you're looking at your next big thing you're going to miss the thing you're on so it was just uh, a great experience, and it turned into a show on Netflix called Archibald's Next Big Thing about this little chicken who sees everything like it's a big thing, and he sees the best in everyone and the best in every situation, and that's something I'm trying. This chicken's pretty much become my role model, this little chicken with a brown turtleneck sweater. <laughs> oh, that's so great. I just, uh, eight days ago, had eight little baby chicks delivered to my house. Oh, do- come on. No. Really? Really, do it. 
Do it, do it. It's life changing. Have you named them? Did you name them all? I named them all after pastas. This <laughs> big risotto well, well and then well penny done. linguine down, down the line. Listen, Tony Hale, we have something. <laughs> ah. yeah, right, it's so much fun. Get chickens. Uh, we have something in common. We are both asthma patients. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, so you get it. Mm. You get it. Yeah. Now give me more. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. What are you doing? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I've had asthma as long as I can remember. Um, I was that kid with a ton of inhalers attached to my body at all times. Whenever we traveled with my family and people were like thinking about tourist sites, I was like, all right, where's the nearest hospital in case I have an asthma attack? It was very, uh, it was very much of a struggle to me and, a, and scary. And so, honestly, to be given this opportunity to work with AstraZeneca and help educate others how they can get better control of their asthma, that's thrilling to me because I understand how scary it can be. So to help others is, is, a, is a thrill. That is, you know what I'm, ha- what I'm struggling with here, Tony, after, after knowing your, ca- your character in Veep, you're such a nice guy. <laughs> well, that character was pretty beaten down. Like he was, he had some serious issues. Not that I don't have issues, but Gary, he, he had issues. So, what can we do to uh, to help ourselves through our asthma? Yeah, thanks for asking. So, I don't know about you, but I kind of, I kind of thought I knew everything there was to know about asthma since I've had it for so long. Truth is, it's not a one size fits all disease. It's different for everybody. I mainly thought asthma was caused by triggers outside the body. Come to find out, nearly 7 out of 10 people have an elevated number of a white blood cell called eosinophils, and that comes from inside the body, obviously, and these can be detected through a blood test. So just hearing about that, there's a website called easthma.com where people can get more information about eosinophilic asthma and can find out where they can get this blood test for free. I love telling people about that because it can help you get a more personal treatment for your own asthma with your, and, and meet with your doctor to find that. So that's, that's thrilling. Wow. You know what? It actually brought tears to my eyes because whenever I have an attack or go through an asthmatic situation, mm. I always think it's my fault. Like, what did I do wrong? Where was I near? Oh, you know what I mean? Sure. Was I, did I eat the wrong thing? Was sure. I in the wrong environment? Yeah. Wow. So I'm going to get this blood totally. test. Yeah. This 100, is cool. Absolutely. 100% I get that because I, I did the same thing. I was like, okay, so what trees have I been around? Mm-hmm. Was there a cat around? All that kind of stuff. I had no idea that it came. It could possibly come from inside the body. No right. idea. So there must be help for this. So I'm going to get the blood test. Would just go to our doctors and ask? Yeah, go to your desk, but go to the website and find out about it, and then they can help you kind of find out where you can find this blood test. But definitely talk to your doctor about it, definitely. All right, the website is? Easthma.com. Ah, Tony Hale, don't you love him? That was my summer of 2020 thrill, I think. Easthma.com, let's get the test. Asthma patients, let's see what we can learn. Okay, speaking of the summer of 2020, I have so missed... The two retreats that we had planned for August. I think it was supposed to be this week and next week at Marindale in Ossining and at Graymore in Garrison. I mean, I did not. This has been the longest summer ever. I'm used to being part of a five-day Italian festival in Verplank the third week in July. That didn't happen. And I'm used to doing at least two summer retreats. You know, I usually spend the whole summer ordering sparklers and bubbles and hula hoops and journals and planning speakers, and none of that happened this year. Man, 
summer's long. And and I have been enjoying that. I got chickens. Did I tell you I got eight chickens delivered uh, last week on August 4th, I believe. I got chickens on August 4th and um, little baby chicks, the day they were hatched, they were mailed to me. Anyway, I love them all so desperately, so I've just been hanging out in the chicken coop. Seriously, in the chicken coop with the baby chicks. <laughs> I've been on retreat with baby chicks. Anyway, my point is this. I think we're going to start getting together for maybe weekly Zoom sessions. I'll bring in some speakers. We'll get some inspiration, motivation going, right? We'll do our thing. We'll just do our thing remotely. If you have any ideas, I'd love to hear them. If you know any speakers who want to share a message, let me know. You know how to find me, Casey Ducko. K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. And thank you for tuning in today. It was so much fun for me to talk to these creative people, Garth Stein, Matthew Southworth, and Emmy Award winning actor Tony Hale, too. Our thought for the day is from Albert Einstein, who said, creativity is intelligence having fun. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260 and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.